episode 164 of Anthony Renna is about to begin, and this was a really fun episode because Anthony is a huge idol of mine, and it was almost like one of those starstruck moments where I actually got to hear him on the other line over Skype compared to listening to his podcast called the Strength Coach Podcast, where I basically learned almost everything I know today as a coach. If you have not listened to the Strength Coach Podcast, I highly recommend it. And in this episode, we are going to get into how we got into the industry and how he first started the podcast, how he got into meeting Mike Boyle and everything that he's done in his entire career from starting his gym, selling his gym, and kind of speaking a little bit more on educating other coaches in the industry. So this episode is filled with a lot of great stuff. Here's Anthony. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I'm your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and today we have a online podcasting celebrity, Anthony Renna. Say hello. All right. Thanks for thanks for having me, Ralph. I really appreciate it. No problem. Um, so I always like to start the show with some like easy lobbying questions to kind of get the things going. But the first easy question is, what do you got planned for this weekend? Oh, this weekend, yeah. I am actually going to Long Beach for uh, kind of uh, a few reasons. The, the Long Beach, um, the anchor is the Perform Better uh, three-day functional training summit. But I am actually, Thursday I, I, and Friday, I'm going to be filming for my YouTube show, Strength Coach TV. So kind of trying to, to double dip. So I'm flying out Thursday. I got a crazy schedule. I get there at like 10 o'clock in the morning, and I'm, I'm filming at 12, 1.34, and 6.30, and then waking up and filming in the morning. And then, you know, uh, I'm making my way back down to Long Beach and uh, filming three other places. So it's going to be uh, crazy, lots of networking, possibly some, uh, some you know, adult drinks and, uh, and a little bit of sleep. That's awesome. Yeah, I got to go to Long Beach last year for the Perform Better Summit, and it was, like, literally the best experience I've ever had as it was my first uh, Perform Better. And I got to meet a lot of the people I interviewed. And, yeah, we spent a lot of time at that Irish pub across the street. Oh yeah, yeah. That what's it called? The the, uh, the 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 something the Dubliner. Yeah, it's a Dublin, yes. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, last oh. year we were there for the McGregor and um, Mayweather fight. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, Very. It was pretty cool. good. It was pretty good. Um, so the second easy question: What was the last song you listened to? Um, last song would have to be uh, Tedeschi Trucks' "Midnight in Harlem." Boom. Country song, I'm assuming? No, no. no. Okay. That's a uh, more of a blues rock band. Derek mm-hmm. Trucks, his uncle was Butch Trucks from the Allman Brothers. Derek played in the Allman Brothers for about 18 years before uh, starting a band with his wife, Susan Tedeschi, who's a singer out of Boston, who's an amazing blues singer. Uh, sounds a little bit like Bonnie Raitt, but much better. So, yeah, they're, they're my favorite bands. Awesome. So is that kind of your like style of genre for music? Absolutely, uh, blues is that's definitely uh, my 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 go-to, my favorite. Uh, you know, when we get into it later, I was in the bar industry for a long time, and I worked in a lot of music bars. And so, uh, blues that was I actually worked in my favorite blues bar, and uh, um, I, I, you know, I was a, I was a customer there, and then I started bartending there. And actually, Susan Tedeschi used to play there a lot, uh, maybe like once a month, and that's where that that kind of comes from so still have my my roots in in all that stuff for in the bar business sweet uh so last easy question what was the last video you watched on facebook or youtube oh man <laughs> um you know what uh you know, I think I watched. I let's go with YouTube. I watched um, how to use. I haven't used it in a while because I'm going to Long Beach. I have uh, this like little Zoom recorder. You would be interested in it because mm-hmm. um, you're a podcasting geek like I am. Um, it's a portable recorder that you can kind of take on the road with you and like so when you're at Long Beach and you can you know you can 
kind of get some interviews in or when you're when you're on the road you can get some interviews in so i actually i haven't used it in so long that um i had to go back on youtube and kind of get an overview <laughs> that's awesome youtube's an amazing thing it's like any time you need to do some like housework and you're like trying to fix something you're like okay let me youtube this and i'll figure this out it's really crazy if you watched like two youtube videos uh, instructional educational youtube videos a day you, in, in a year you'd be like probably a millionaire watching you know <laughs> with a new business yeah a new definitely business. <laughs> um so let's get you introduced on my show so really easy can you tell the audience who you are what you do and how did you get into this industry in the first place Okay. Well, right now, um, my company continue basically is, um, an educational resource for trainers. So, um, we try and like, my goal is to try to help trainers become more successful. And, uh, by doing that, it's, you know, starting out with the podcast that I have and strengthcoach.com, strength coach podcast, strength coach TV, where we go into gyms and, and, you know, film, film for, for people that want to open a gym or even gym owners who would like to see what other gym owners are doing. That's kind of where it all started. I have another podcast called stopping. Give me 20, uh, just to kind of get the stories of the trainers and, and I started coaching. So kind of more about like the, the, the personal coaching account as an accountability partner and somebody that helps trainers, um, find, uh, you know, kind of find their mission, find their purpose, because uh, it's something that I noticed. There's so much turnover in this industry, and we have so many great, smart people that really don't make it. And um, so how do we help those people? And that's really what I'm doing now. But, um, uh, you know, I was in the fitness industry. Uh, and I obviously still am. Um, I still train once a week, but I had a gym uh, for 10 years, just about. I started out at Equinox in 2004 and um or 2003 yeah 2004 and uh worked there for a couple years and went out on my own and then opened my own gym in 2000 uh 2008 um and uh so basically sold that gym in in 2016 and uh to to expand my educational resources for trainers so and before that i was in the bar business that's what i was saying before for just about 18 years so um I got into the business just basically because I was, you know, without really understanding it, like when I look back, I know, but I was kind of lost and I was kind of feeling like, man, what am I doing? I'm not really, you know, helping people. I'm getting people drunk. Basically, at the end of the day, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I was managing, I wasn't bartending, but I was managing bars and running and opening bars, but um, I really wasn't getting enough out of it. And that's where I started on this big search and the, and it, actually led me to to fitness that's awesome so like did you play sports growing up or like did you have any kind of like health or fitness background before getting into the industry no i i of course i played sports yes because like i'm 51 so every kid played every sport and and un, unorganized right so uh, but my big sport was hockey that was what i i played organized growing up and but um you know and certainly like just outside playing every day million things um and uh, but i did play ice hockey for you know my all of my youth and kind of grew up caddying and that's where my golf connection was my facility was called five iron fitness um and i worked with golfers mostly um but i grew up caddying and got kind of got into golf off a little bit and um so yeah i did i played sports and and i was always athletic and it was always like i worked in yellowstone uh, and so i was really into hiking and i worked at a ski resort in lake tahoe and you know I was, I, so i was into skiing and and you know whatever whatever you threw at me i would always wanted to do so um when fitness did come along when i was kind of this search for uh for something else uh my wife had actually gotten me a personal trainer for like a birthday or christmas or something something and and uh that's kind of how i discovered the fitness industry kind of through him kind of like a light bulb went off in my head like wow this might be a good thing for me i'm i love sports i love athletic i love you know being athletic um it seems like you know uh i'm, I'm going to be able to help people on a on a deeper level instead of just getting them drunk and having a good time so um that's kind of where where i went with it that was a lot of information and all I could think about, like, dude, you're 51. You do not look 51 at all. Like, thank you. In my head, I'm like, yeah, he's probably like mid thirties. Like, like you don't look like you've like aged at all this last decade. 
Well, I appreciate it. You know what it is. I don't have kids, so that kind of helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kids add, definitely add years to people's lives. They add a couple lives. years. There you go. <laughs> uh, what I was going to ask is, like, for any new coach out there, like, what are some great resources for them to start with? Because, like, I took on an intern, and, like, the first thought in my head, I'm like, you should start listening to a strength coach podcast, like, episode one, and just make your way through it. And second part of this question is, like, when you first started, like, what did you come across that kind of opened your eyes and were like, boom, this profession of fitness and health is for me? Um, You know, and it's probably the same answer. You know, yeah, I, look, obviously, I, I'm the Strength Coach Podcast, but I, I think for me, when I first got in this business, I... I kind of gravitated toward, there was a website, and it's, I think it's still there, it's, it was PT on the net, it's, it is still there, um, and at the time, Gray Cook had a bunch of articles on it, and this is like 2003, and when I was getting certified, and um, I went to go see Gray talk, and he basically had said, there's two new books out that you all need to get, it's Functional Training for Sports by a guy named Mike Boyle and Core Performance by a guy named Mark Verstegen. And I got those books. And, Ralph, I'm telling you, like, that they resonated with me. They were simple. Um, they made sense. It wasn't like the body parts thing, which just didn't interest me. The aesthetic piece never really interests me. It wasn't a lifestyle that I aspired to to follow, you know. Um, so, um Maybe because I was more of a night owl, maybe because I'm Italian and I like to have a lot of pasta and bread, but um, but it just, it really, it, the aesthetic piece of it, and I knew, and that's why I kind of, I right away, I got like golf certifications because I knew I wanted to go in some kind of a different direction than just helping people aesthetically. But I got those books and Mike Boyle's stuff just, and Mark was saying stuff, they were very simple. They made sense. They, to, and maybe because I was a little older when I got into the business, you know, I'm 36, 37, they, they seemed safe. They seemed like a good, there, there seemed to be a good ramp up with the workouts. There was the work, you know, the warm ups, the way the warm ups were, and there was logical progressions. And so for me, I think those things I'll go back to it is like anything by Exos or anything really like Mike Boyle's, you know, functional training for sports or advances in functional training or really the certified functional strength code certification to me is the ultimate certification because it teaches you progressions and regressions and it gives you that flow chart to understand uh, where you know, everybody's going to be different. We could still do the same thing. Like, for example, we could all do knee dominant exercise, but, you know, maybe you can't do a, a goblet squat yet and we have to regress you in that. So I think that's one of the most important things for people to understand is because we have this this idea when we first start out, we're, we're worried about losing clients and we, we have these clients. And I think a lot of people want to kind of give put on a show right too early and uh, I'd rather be safe and it worked for me back then too because I wasn't putting on a show I was being really safe and people saw that when I was working at Equinox people saw that I was doing something different that I was being attentive and that it looked safe and it looked different and it looked okay to do you know it wasn't like me standing on you know a bosu ball trying to do squats right um it was these really good progressions and people knew they saw what was going on and that's how i built up my business so i think looking for those really and you know obviously i'm biased mike boyles my partner strengthcoach.com but um you know the bottom line is there's a reason why he's my partner because i i resonated toward his message um i went to the exos uh in the very beginning it was called athletes performance i went to their mentorships and just everything they did just i i'm a systems guy i love to see systems i love to see things in a good logical order so those are two resources i think every beginning trainer should really uh uh really look into and and again perform better they do sponsor my podcast i've been friends with them for a long time they sponsored it from day one but the summits um there's so many great uh presenters there that um are not just good presenters or just you know they're 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 logical they're sensible and um they've been they have all this experience so i i really i think trainers should go to 
to the summits because there's that good lecture and practical. There's uh, a lot of options to pick. Um, and you can go the day before and get your CSFC first. <laughs> nice. Yeah, like I remember when I first started listening to Mike Boyle and like in my head I'm like, everything this guy says just makes sense to me and like I can relate it to my clients. And he always, like over the years, he's always stayed really, really humble and he's not afraid to change his mind. And I'm like... Those are the kind of people you should be following if you're a new coach. Um, and, like, I've had a lot of uh, other coaches listening to my show reach out to me, and they're like, oh, like, what certifications did you take? Like, what books are you reading? And I started really thinking about, like, what kind of answer I could give them to, like, give them some good, you know, quality content. And I'm, I'm like, you know what? If I had to go back in time and really, like, I don't know, I would say, like, shortcut my way into the industry – I wish I just like right off the bat found out about Mike Boyle and just flew out to Boston and be like, dude, can I intern here? Or the same thing with Exos. So I'm kind of wondering like if you went back in time and you first started out, like is there anything differently you would do to kind of progress your career a little bit quicker? I, you know what? I wouldn't because mm -hmm. I, that's what I did. I didn't intern, but, um, you know, I mean, I start like I said, I wasn't in college, and I I couldn't I couldn't really intern because of, I needed to make money. <laughs> um, so, um, but you know, one of my my wife for Christmas, my wife gives me good good gifts. She got me um, uh, I she got me the mentorship one, the first mentorship that I went to at Athletes Performance. So, um, that was very early on in my career. Like I said, I was I was list I was reading, uh, Gray Cook stuff and PT on the Net stuff and. Mike Boyle's book and, and really got into Mike Boyle's stuff at that point and performed better right around the same time. So I really wouldn't change my progression. I worked at a big box gym and a lot of people give shit to big box gyms, but you know what? They're there for a reason. They're there. They did something right. And Equinox was amazing. I mean, it's just funny when people rip on these big box gyms. It's like, oh, okay, so you're leaving because you're only making, you know, forty dollars an hour, but you know, you have no rent, you uh, you have no marketing, you don't have to clean, you know, you don't have to clean up the place, um, you know, and they're handing you clients. Okay, um, yeah, that sounds like a really bad deal, you know, and so it's such a great place to start, and they give you free education. They had so many classes, like they're. Equinox Fitness Training Institute was, you know, and my friend was running it who started with me, Geraldine Coopersmith, um, and she was, you know, just open-minded and getting all these people in there. So it was just an amazing experience. I really wouldn't change it. It was like, it's really, to me, uh, was a great way to learn from the best, but the, the not only the best in their craft, but the best in teaching as well. I think, like you said, uh, Mike Mike's methods are very simple. Uh, he makes, he he gives you a way he, he teaches it in a way that you can really understand it like he always said i think it was einstein that said if if you can't teach it to like a, a fifth grader then you don't really understand it right so yeah. now what's interesting is like there's so many more people getting into our industry to become coaches and it, it's interesting to see the path they take on like education and recently i've met a couple coaches and I usually just ask them like, oh, you know, what training book are you reading or like what coaches do you follow? And it kind of always takes me back a little when they're like, oh, I don't really follow anybody. I just kind of go on YouTube and like check stuff out. And I'm like, man, are we failing the industry to like educate them? And I'm happy like yourself and there's other great coaches in the industry that are now kind of stopped coaching clients, but now they're coaching other coaches to be better. And I wonder like, in your opinion, do you think as an industry as a whole, like, is our education enough to help everybody else who's, like, dealing with ob obesity, rehab, and things like that? Well, you know, part of the problem, I think, is we, you know, the money in terms of, like, yeah, there is a ceiling, right, when you're working at, like, a big box type gym. And and unfortunately, this is what happens, is, like, it's, it's cost prohibitive, right? And to not you know for people to train with a trainer maybe one-on-one -on -one. and if they do it's maybe twice a week and that's really not going to get get you anywhere you know if we want to make any real changes we're gonna it's gonna be you know you, be, you better be doing something really every day not you know not the intensity levels are going to be changing but obviously so i think you know 
the education is not enough because the money isn't always there. And that's, again, where I'm trying to help people. I think a lot of trainers are lost because, Rob, think about this. Like when you go to like, let's say, you know, you're going to go work for Apple, right? And you're going to start out at, you know, one level of a job. You know there's a path to the top. You Like one day I can be CEO. Really in fitness um, there, we, we don't always have that path. Like, for example, a lot of trainers make more than maybe a, a personal, like a, the managers in some of these gyms, right? It's very similar to the bar business. A lot of bartenders make more than the managers, but they don't have the stability that a manager has of like maybe a, uh, a weekly check and some benefits. But, um, but I think there's no clear path. And that's like that's really what I've tried to do with my coaching is like the first thing we do is try to find that mission, try to find that purpose and try to narrow it down to, okay, what are some things that, you know, you'd like to be like you'd like to accomplish in your life? What are some things you'd like to accomplish in three years, in one year? Okay, now we can start doing some three month goals. And I think we don't do enough of that. Right. Because people are just kind of sitting there drifting, just training. And then when you get to that ceiling, you there's nowhere to go. Like as a trainer, OK, should, should I be a personal training manager or should I open my own gym or, you know, and it becomes really hard. And then, you know, it becomes kind of a sellout piece, too, for for some people where they're just, you know, trying to make sales. And like you see all these challenges now on you know, Facebook, they're all over the map. Um, are they really legitimate? Like, oh, when, you know, get, get your money back or, you know, like you have a chance to get this for free or let's just, let's just help people, man. Like that's, what's going to get you clients, you know, like help, start helping people on a, on a completely different level and, you know, understand where you're going with this mission. And, and I think that's a, a missing piece because I didn't have that in the very beginning and I think it was just timing that I was kind of lucky um, where, um, you know, for me, I was a little bit older. I was, I was, you know, I had my eyes on kind of a prize of opening my own facility kind of from day one. I knew I wanted to open my own facility. Uh, all the rest of this stuff, the educational piece was just kind of thrown in there. But um, this is the piece that I ended up really loving. That's awesome. Um, if you had to like take a new coach and you know give them advice that you know if you're going to get into this industry this is the way to actually make a living at it because i find that like when i first started you know my initial thought is like oh if i'm going to make a living at this i have to open up my own gym and then as i started progressing i saw things like oh you can actually train people online you can do semi-private training instead of private training you could go speak at somewhere and get paid for it and then as I start progressing, like right now, um, one of my clients who's opening up a gym, he saw that I was really active on social media. And he's like, do you think if I'm opening up a gym, social media is important? I'm like, well, hell yeah. And he's like, well, do you think you want to be like a social media manager for my company? I'm like, sure. And that never like came up to my head. I'm like, holy crap, there's so many different things you can do in this industry to like have different streams of income. So I'm kind of wondering, like, do you you know, push your, you know, coaches that come to you to a certain direction, or do you kind of find what works in their lifestyle? Like, what kind of advice do you give to coaches who are trying to make this, you know, their livelihood? Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. I think that's number one is how do we, how do we kind of identify and keep our eyes open for these additional revenue streams? But it goes back to, I don't push any, I don't say, hey, you need a podcast, you need to be on Instagram, you need to be whatever it is. Um, I, I do say, okay, what is it that you want to get out of this, right? I mean, where do you want to be in 50 years? What do you want your legacy to be? What do you want? What would a perfect life look like for you? Um, and then, you know, again, going back down, what would, you know, what would make you happy to say you've accomplished in the next three years? What would be like in that one, in one year, how would, what would you, what would have to happen for it to be an amazing year in these categories, right? In financial, in, in vocational, avocational, religious, spiritual, parental, marital, whatever it may be, um, in these things, what would it, what would have to happen over the next year? And now let's start working towards those. But yeah, I mean, I'll give you an example. One of my coaching clients, 
you know, we are working on, he at first was, you know, going to do some online training just for some of his clients, but he's doing a great job with like Instagram. And, um, so we're trying to pare that down. Like, okay, how do we, how do we, uh, make the Instagram a place where you can make money in terms of getting clients, not making money by like, you know, products or whatever, but by saying, Hey, establishing you as an expert and then allowing people to, you know, then you can now train people either through a canned program as a, as your first, you know, step. And then, uh, do you, or do you want, does somebody want, uh, to go a little bit deeper, right. And, uh, and get a little bit more personalized so we can maybe do an assessment over Skype or something like that. Something that's going to require much more attention. I won't push him into that, but this is something that just kind of came up where he was like, I'm working on, uh, you know, with one client, uh, on this online program. And then I was like, well, you already have the software, and you're doing a great job on Instagram. Let's start to let's start to get like get make this a revenue stream for you. So I don't push them one way or another. I kind of try to have them focus on something. And that's one of the advice that I really, you know, my I have a book coming out in the late fall on success in the fitness industry. And this was interviews with 50 of the top fitness professionals on how they became successful. And one of the traits, one of the common traits is this kind of laser beam focus. And that's kind of the problem is we try to be everything to everybody when, you know, you can't be everything to everybody. You got to pick something that you really feel like you can be the best in the world at. Now, when I say best in the world, I always bring this back to a Thomas Plummer quote. Thomas Plummer one time said, you got to be the best in the world. You got to be the best in the world. And I got a little nervous and I'm like, oh my God, here I am. I'm like, I'm at a conference with Greg Cook and Greg Rose and Mike Boyle. I'm like, how am I going to get, like, these guys have 15 years on me, head start. Uh, can, is it, can I be better than them, really? Let's pro- probably not. But Thomas Plummer finished his sentence and said, be the best in your world. So you start with your world. And so, for example, I mean, I had a golf fitness training facility, Five Iron Fitness, and I just said, I want to be. When people think of golf fitness, when the golf pros in my radius, in my 15-mile radius, when they think of golf fitness, I want them to think you have to go see Anthony over at Five Iron Fitness. That's where you start. But it's having that focus. So, in other words, you know, you also uh, you can't be like I think social media is a great example. Everybody tries to be like. Oh, I got to be on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And they kind of half-ass all three of them and, you know, maybe Snapchat. Um, but, but then instead of being really good at Instagram and forgetting the other two, they could kill it on one of them. They half-ass it on the other ones, right? So I think it's the same way in training. It's like don't just be a generalist. Be somebody who trains, you know, o- you know, overweight women between the age of 35 and f- and 45 who have, you know, have children who who work. I don't know. You know, I'm just kind of using that as an example and identifying that person and becoming the best that way. So I think we lose this focus because we're so worried about, you know, I have to take in everybody. No, you don't. Like, just be the best at something. Uh, That makes a lot of sense. And I think that what goes hand in hand with that is consistency. Because if you look at all the coaches that, you know, have a big name right now, they've been like plugging away day in and day out without stopping whereas you know some people have like short bursts of like oh i'll post every single day and then they kind of just fall off the wagon for a month and i remember like anytime someone adds me on facebook and i ask them like oh how did you find me they're like it's your podcast and then a lot of them like compliment like you're so consistent at it like every week you have a new episode and i'm like well yeah like i want to like continue giving information why would i want to stop yeah. Yeah. And you're right. Consistency. And it's like training, right? What do we tell people like, Hey man, you know, two days, isn't going to work two days of the m- most amazing program with like, you know, the best fat loss, you know, trainer, Dan John and Don Saladino, and they're all working on your program, but you're only going to do it two days, but instead you're, you know, taking the stairs every day and you're getting, you know, you're, 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 you're on the foam roll every night before bed, watching some TV and you do some stretches and you get like three to four workouts in and you walk everywhere and you ride your bike a couple times, you know, that's where the magic's going to happen. I tell one of my clients, I'm like, look, 
don't worry, relax. We're in it for the long game here. We're building, we're building. So you got to remember that too. It's not an overnight process. And I think in this day and age, and I'm not going to blame it on the generation because I think that's bullshit. Um, I don't think it's the generation. I just think it's what's happening with technology and everybody, you know, there's so many of these stories. Like I made it overnight, which is, you know, again, bullshit. Um, but everybody wants it yesterday and you know, if you stay in it for a long game, you be consistent, you're going to see that you rise. Yeah, and you're right. And, like, even what you were saying earlier about when you're asking the coaches who come to you, like, what's your plan in one year and three years? Like, no one really talks about that anymore. They're like, okay, in six months, I want to make more money and travel more, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's just like fat loss. Like, six months, yeah, it's a pretty good time. But, like, imagine what you could accomplish in two years if you were consistent. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what, too, Ralph? You know, the thing is, the funny thing is, is, you know, I, I trained this pretty prominent doctor, and he used to say to me, and I kind of didn't believe him in the beginning, but you're seeing more and more of this in, in the research is, it's not always, now, I'm not talking about morbidly obese, but he always said, I don't, I don't always care about the scale. I care about what I'm seeing with, you know, blood work and blood pressure and, and the EKG, and I'm looking at all of these things, Okay, so they could could they lose a little bit of weight? Yes, but it's not always about that. I'd rather see them just kind of getting on this program of consistency where, you know, if you went for a walk every day for 15 to 20 minutes, I mean, it would do you, like in terms of a health perspective, I'm not talking about just aesthetics. We know that's not going to be, you know, no one, you're not going to be on the cover of men's health for that, but that's not what I'm talking about. You know, I'm talking about kind of being healthy, and that's where, you know, it's not sexy to sell healthy, but you know, I you know, we want to give them a little we always want to give them a little sizzle with their steak. But being healthy is the steak, right? Um, and then uh, the sizzle is trying to kind of that that kind of good stuff, the the fun, sexy stuff that they you know that they want maybe. Um, but we kind of sneak in the stuff to get them that nice big steak. Oh, definitely. Um, the next thing I wanted to get into is like. How did the Strength Coach podcast, like, start? Like, did you reach out to Mike Boyle? Like, how did the whole story go? Yeah, and, you know, one thing I would always tell coaches is whatever you can, network, network, network. Just keep building relationships. And I don't mean, like, go to events and, you know, just, like, networking events. Like, go to these conferences and talk to people. Like, we never talk to anybody when we're just sitting there. But we're in the same business. We have such – there's so many cool people in this industry. Like, when next time you go to a conference, just, like, whoever you're sitting next to – Introduce yourself, talk to them, find out where they're from. The more your you, your network, uh, Bill Parisi and Todd Durkin always say your your net worth, your network is your net worth, right? Uh, equals your net worth. Um, so the more the bigger your network is, the more you're going to be worth, right? In in a lot of different ways, right? Um, but Go out and keep networking. Go to everything you can, shaking hands, kissing babies. You got to keep doing that because the more people you meet, the more opportunities that are going to come up. And that's really what I did. I went to everything I could. I went to mentorships. I went to Mike Boyle's Functional Strength Coach 1 and 2 and 3. And um, I went out afterwards to talk to people and I tried to do whatever I could. I went to every conference, every workshop. And so I got to know Mike pretty well through these things. And what happened was I saw that video was really coming along like YouTube in like 2005. And I said, you know, I need to get a video camera and a Mac. So I got one because I thought video is going to be the next big thing. You could see it coming. Right. And on the Mac was a thing for podcasting. And I said, well, what's this? So um, I kind of started listening to some podcasts about podcasting. And at the time, I had a golf uh, website called Golf Fitness Products. And I said, this would be a good to do a podcast for, um, for my golf website. So I, I started doing a podcast for my golf website. Uh, that's why my Skype name is Better Golf with Fitness. That was the name of the podcast. And um, so I started doing that. And when Mike was about to take over the site sportspecific.com uh, and turn it into strengthcoach.com. He became a partner at that point. I said to him, I said, Mike, listen, I got a great way to uh, promote your site. It's called a podcast, and it's kind of like a radio show. And what we'll do is we'll get you on every other week. We'll do two a month. We'll get you on every other week, and uh, we'll talk about 
things that come up on the site, forum topics and your articles, and we'll make people, we'll, we'll have a conversation about them. So people will say, oh my God, I want to get in on that conversation. I want to be part of this network. And I said, we'll get, I talked to Perform Better and they said they'll sponsor it. So I, I knew I had to make some money because, you know, I'm going to be spending time on it. Um, I wasn't trying to make a million dollars on it. I just said, you know, I just need to be paid for my time. And so we got them to sponsor it because it would be good for them to be, you know, Chris and Mike are pretty good friends. Chris Parrier from Perform Better. And he obviously wants to be part of whatever Mike's doing. And um, I said, you know, we'll interview a strength coach uh, from the pros and, and, and the college network. And, I had already kind of had a, a, a good little Rolodex through, you know, Mike Boyle's other forum, michaelboyle.biz, guys that were on the forum early on, they're working in the pros and, and in collegiate settings. So I knew I could, and, and through Mike, I could say, Mike, could you, you know, get me some guys to talk to? So that's how it's, Mike was like all for it. He's like, I don't know what a podcast is, but let's do it. Um, and, uh, cause it was built on a relationship. Mike trusted me. Um, he saw, you know, some of the other things that I, I had done and that I was eager to, uh, um, learn that I was professional. Um, and that I, you know, I knew what I was doing through the podcast I had a marketing degree. So he was just like, yeah, let's do it. I don't care what you, I trust you. Let's do it. And we started doing it and you really helped the site. And don't forget back then podcasting, you didn't just pick up your phone and like click a button. You had to down, put, put your iPod into the computer and you had to download the podcast into your iPod if you wanted to listen to it any place other than your computer. So the listeners were really people that wanted to listen. So it had a you know really big following from the store. It was kind of the only game in town with the strength from the strength and conditioning perspective, not fitness. Um, and so we had so many people that were really into it and people loved it and were signing up to strengthcoach.com. And, you know, that's how the podcast started. That's awesome. And I, I completely believe in networking. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to start my podcast. Cause I'm like, that it's an excuse for me to talk to all these coaches. And now, you know, I have them on my email, I have them on Facebook and, you know, over the last two years, I've been chatting with, a handful of them and you know I've got clients from them or if one of their online clients were in my town they needed to train I was able to train them so you're like missing out a lot of opportunities if you just don't reach out to other people whether it's podcasting on Instagram or going to these like conferences like you don't know the potential you're missing if you just you know take the time to chat with somebody Absolutely. And, you know, also, you you know, what we're doing with podcasts and is is really helping not only coaches who are listening, but we're helping the coaches that are on there. Like, for example, you're getting now people who met, maybe never heard of the Strength Coach podcast. Now they're going to listen to the, they might try me out or they might say, well, what is this Strength Coach TV? Because I want to open a gym. Maybe I should be watching this um, or, OK, I'm going to get the book, Anthony's book when it comes out. So I'm like appreciative. Right. And so you're helping me right now and that's what you're doing to all these other coaches and they realize that too and that's why you know it's it you know you always got to help other people if you just keep thinking about how can i help other people how can i serve other people good things are going to happen i promise oh that's completely right um the other thing i'm kind of curious about is like now you've been doing this podcasting thing for so long like what have you learned in the last you know 11 years as a strength coach podcast like what has opened your eyes and made you think like oh, that's a little different. Maybe I should start doing something this way instead of what I've been doing before. Um, you know, I, I don't know if there's so much like uh, things that I've noticed like that have been like, oh my God, that's such a great, um, don't get me wrong. There's been plenty of little things like that. I've learned, I've changed more things by going to things like going to the athletes performance mentorship, Todd's right, Todd Wright's mentorship, Michael Boyle's functional strength coaches, uh, you know, FRC, uh, or classes or, or, you know, conferences or seminars. Um, those are more of what changed me, but what I've more learned, probably from, uh, you know, all of these coaches is, um, I think it's an important thing. And coach Boyle talks about a lot is, is the simplicity 
that they that they that they have uh, within their programming? Because I think sometimes we look at these people, we're like, oh my God, I, you know, how does he do that? Like Dan John, that's why people love Dan John is because Dan it just has a, a great way to articulate some of the things that he's doing and then you look at it you're like oh my god why why, why don't i think of that you know same thing i think that's where mike and, and mike boyle and mark Verstegen, uh they resonated with a lot of people for so long because what they were doing was well yeah that's pretty simple that makes sense um so i think you know for me understanding about that simplicity understanding how important authenticity is because there's so many people by the way too another thing is so many, you know, if you go on Facebook, sometimes you hear people kind of argue or rip on each other. Um, there's so little of that that really goes on. It's so many people are, it's it's more of a kumbaya moment when you see these people together. Like so many people have so much more in common. And that's another thing is like just kind of figuring out like what are the good, what are the things that people have in common? And those are the things they have. You know, they have a mission. They they know where they want to go. They have focus. They've they they're not trying to be everything to everybody. They're you know they're they are authentic. They um they are there is simplicity in what they're doing. It's not uh, not easy. It's just it's it's simple. It's like things that they're doing. Um, really, consistency. Another thing, right? They're putting it in, putting the work in every day. So I think. You know, those are some things that I've kind of tried to focus on is is what are some of the common things? Relationships, building relationships. It's every single successful person that I've talked to has been so much about those relationships. That might even be uh, number one. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, the other thing I wanted to get into is like when you sold your gym, like – what was going on during that time of your life where you felt like, you know, this part of my life, it's over, it's time? Like, what drove you to selling off the business and then venturing out to what you do today? Well, like I said, I think um, one of the problems that I feel like people have is that they're lost. And I was a little bit lost. So I had, I opened my facility, I, I started the Train Coach Podcast in 2007. And um, I opened my gym in 2008. And um, I started Strength Couch TV in like 2009. I became a partner in StrengthCoach.com in like 2012. Uh, so here I am with uh, a lot of things going on, right? I have I have my clients at Five Iron. Um, I have the podcast, Strength Coach Podcast. I have StrengthCoach.com. That and I was always a part of that. By the way, it was always in the on the on the back end. I was always working, doing something for that as well for Mike. Um, here's all these different things. And what did I just talk about? Being focused. That's not very focused. It's like if you're going to be own a facility, you got to own that facility. You just do your thing. Make it about training. Make it about who. Make it about your clients. Um, it's hard to do both. It really is because if you want to be the best podcaster and you know you and, and be the best educational resource, you got to keep pushing. You got to make it your mission. You got to just be completely laser beam focused. So I saw a lecture by Nick Winkleman and he was saying, "Hey guys, you got to figure out what wakes you up in the morning. What is that? It? What is it that wakes you up in the morning that gets you excited?" And I started to think about this, and this is like 2013 because again, I had all these kind of what Craig Ballantyne would call too many poles and too many ponds. And I started to think about that. And I started to like look back at my bar years and say, what did I always love about the bar years? I loved when the assistant managers had to come into my bar and they had to trail me for two weeks when they first got hired. I loved teaching them. And then what did I love about the facility? I love kind of new, when new clients come in and I'm teaching them. And uh, what do I love about the Strength Coach podcast and Strength Coach TV? So many people coming up to me and saying, oh my God, I listen to every podcast and thank you so, so much. I've learned so much and it helped me do this and it introduced me to that. Or Strength Coach TV, people tell me, I watched every Strength Coach TV before I opened my, my uh, gym and it was so helpful. I can't believe how you know it's 
thank you for doing that. And those were the things that were kind of getting me juiced, right? They were getting me like, oh my God, I love this. It was so great that when people would come up to me and say, I, thank you for doing those things. And those were the things like really helping people on a just a basically a higher level. And so um, that's when I, the wheels started saying, I need to expand these services. These are the, this is the way I can reach people through the Strength Coach Podcast, through so many people throughout the world, right? Uh, same thing with Strength Coach TV, uh, people all the time, you know, all over the world that like, hey, this is so amazing. Can you keep doing this? <laughs> um, this is, you know, we, I love to see these other gyms. Um, this was a way for me to kind of really be excited about what I'm doing, really be a way to kind of wake up in the morning that kind of drove me uh, to wake up in the morning. So I said, you know, it's time to get rid of the gym, not because I don't like it. I do like training. I still, I moved three floors up in my building and I, when I sold my gym and I train there once a week. I rent out for, you know, a couple hours on Wednesdays and I train some of my guys. Um, so I still love that piece of it, but um, I wanted to make a bigger impact and it wasn't until I started to really think about that. And that's why, that's what my coaching program is. It's like, no, let's, this is what I want. I want you, I want to give you the shortcut. I want you to start out thinking, what is the legacy you want to leave? How do you want to be remembered? Michael Hyatt in his book, Living Forward, does an exercise where you basically write your own eulogy. And it's brilliant because it's like, hey, what do you want people to say about you? What do you want? What was that? What's that impact that you want to leave? And that's where you start. Um, and um, so that's what got me thinking through this Nick Winkleman lecture. And that's where what led me to kind of get the process rolling about how do I sell this gym? How do I get out of it in a good way? How do I kind of be able to maybe still keep some of my guys and, and my, my crew um, just to kind of be able to be in contact with them? But how do I make a bigger impact? And this was the way to do it. Oh, I love it. So what would the future look like for Anthony the next three years? Like, what do you want to accomplish? I, I want to accomplish, I want to help more people find find this, number one, in the fitness industry. And, and the only reason why I'm saying the fitness industry is because that's my low-hanging fruit. They, these are the people that are already listening to me, whether it's the Strength Coach Podcast or Strength Coach TV or Fitness Podcast, right? Um, but eventually, you know, over the next three years, I really want that to branch out because really, this is for anybody. Like, there's so, like, my wife could use this, right? Sometimes she'd be like, oh, I hate the financial industry and I just don't know what else I would want to do, you know? Um, so I, I really want to help anybody can can do this so i want to i want to really branch out this coaching program into um other people and help people find what it is they want to do earlier in life instead of you know finding it which is still okay we're living longer so um but but for people to find what it is that they really want to do because there's so many opportunities out there and that which really kind of makes me uh, get up in the morning. So I really, I want to expand that beyond the fitness industry in, in three years. That's really my big goal. That's awesome. Um, so second, last question. Um, what is your spirit animal and why? <laughs> you know, I never really get the spirit animal, but I'm, I'm probably, you know, I, I don't know, like if, uh, <laughs> if it would be, um, if it would be some kind of an owl, because as much as I fight it, I am more of an owl. Like I think that's what gravity. I gravitated towards the bar business. Um, I love. I love nighttime. I love going. I love people, so I love to be around a lot of people. Um, so I think you know, being in the bar business, like loving music the way that I do. You know, you can see bands at night. Um, I think I'm I'm better suited a lot of times for nighttime. Uh, although I've kind of changed it. You know, I get up early. I go to bed earlier now, and and uh, I get up early. I I still love that, but um, I think it would probably be probably be an owl. Nice. And now, very last question, because we're coming up to an hour. Uh, where can people find you online? What projects do you have coming out? And anything else you want to plug on my show, you can right now. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, continue fit. Just one word, continuefit.com is my website where I keep the Strength Coach Podcast, Strength Coach TV, um, Stop and Give Me 20, and some other resources uh, all there. And uh as well as uh, really you can sign up and to the to the email list to get the success series. So last year when I launched my website, I said, oh, how do people, you know, I won't 
want to give people something for, you know, the exchange, the lead magnet, you know, here, give me your email address, I'll give you something. Uh, what do people know me for? They know me for audio interviews. What's something that I don't talk about the Shrink Coach Podcast? And that's success. So I started the success series, and that's five audio interviews with Mike Boyle, Alan Cosgrove, Geraldine Cooper-Smith, Ron McKeefrey, and Don Saladino. So five kind of different areas of the fitness industry. And I just talked to them about how they became successful. Um, and I thought, wow, this would be a good PDF. And then I said, wait a minute, this would be a really good book. So um, so I, I called 45 more other people uh, in my Rolodex and said, hey, I'm I got a book coming out, which, by the way, I didn't have a book coming out. I just said I did. Um, I knew I'd at least self-publish it uh, on success. So um, would you like to be part of it? I'd love to have you on. And so I did 50 interviews all together uh, talking to people about success. And um, so that book is I'm hoping for like a early November release through On Target Publishing. Um, and uh, so hopefully I'll be speaking a lot more next year. And uh, the coaching program will really get kicked into high gear and I can give that a little bit more priority right now the priority is kind of getting the book to the publisher and making it something that people can really get something out of uh, by you know taking actionable some actionable steps accessible actionable steps uh, and um, and so that's really what I'm excited about is like the book coming out really going deeper with the coaching program and getting out there uh, speaking. But you can go to continuefit.com to kind of find all of those resources. Awesome. So thank you so much for your time. This was amazing. Rob, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's always fun to kind of be on this side of the mic. And I think I've done, I've said this on other podcasts, but it's weird because I keep looking like, did I, did I press record? Did I press record? Did I do everything right? And I, I didn't have to do this for that. So thank you for having me. All right, so that's going to wrap up episode 164 with Anthony Renna. This was awesome. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Now I'm going to say this at the end of every single episode. Share, share, share this podcast with your friends and family on every single social platform there is to spread the word of this amazing podcast so I can continue reaching more and more people that are desperately looking for great information about fitness, health, nutrition, and everything else related to your health. And I will be forever grateful. And make sure you click the show notes, hit that link to the Cut the Shit Get Fit newsletter, and I will give you even more amazing content. And that's it for me for this week. Until next time, you guys.